0: Welcome to the Recovering Academic Podcast. I'm Amanda, and I'm at the beginning of my journey outside of academia through starting my own scientific editorial
1: service. I'm Ian, and I'm in the process of leaving academia, aiming for a career in science communication or editing.
2: And I'm Dr. PMS. I've left academia about one year ago to work as a biotech salesperson, and I'm still in recovery.
0: We're in various phases of transitioning out of academia, and we'll share insights, advice, and problems we encounter at each
1: stage. All right. Hello, and welcome to the Recovering Academic Podcast. Um, Ian, and I'm here with Amanda and Clady again. And this week, we're, our topic of discussion is um, seeking help, and how do you ask for help? And we're going to talk about professional hiring a professional career coach to help you make a career transition to you know become the titular recovering academic and yeah so that's our topic for this week so um i guess i can start off and say like you know i I have hired a career coach and um it's I, i don't it's really hard to gauge what is helping me and what isn't so i think it's useful for the accountability purposes like i literally have somebody i meet with about once a week who like oh yeah what'd you do last week and where are you now and what do we need to work on like what do you need to work on this next week and that aspect of it i really appreciate and it's a little harder for me anyway at least to like just ask a friend to do that
0: <laughs>
1: um so because this is the other thing i'm sensitive of taking up people's time for free right
2: So um, can you explain a little bit more of uh, how this coaching works? Because I I didn't. I never hired a coach. And I don't really know exactly uh, how it works, specifically for, like, uh, our purpose that is whenever you want to leave academia.
1: Right. So, I I mean, I think another thing about the, the industry of that is that it's... It's also very specific to the individual coach and like I, I think a key if you are going to go this route and hire someone is to make sure that they are a good fit for you and um, like if you know them ahead of time that's probably good in some ways, like if you follow them on Twitter or something or see you know like most of them have activities like beyond their business that they do to like, Hey, this is who I am and what I do. And you can hire me to do this if you you want and you'll get even more attention from me. Um, and so it depends on what you need to. So like what I, for what I'm doing, it's just, you know, a check-in weekly and, you know, I, I have a whole series of questions to think about that, um, you know, that, you know, um, like I, I'm using, you know, Jen Polk, I'll just say it. Um, she won't care that I'm outing her, <laughs> that, I, that she's my here <laughs> <career> coach. <laughs> She'll, She'll be pleased, please. I right. think. So anyway, and the way she works is, you know, we ask her a question and talk about, you know, sort of things that are in the way and what will help me actually break through. Um, you know, like, you know, my Berlin Wall analogy from the last episode, that's, you know, that's sort of the sort of thing that we talk about. Or like my other analogy now is like, you know, I'm taking an ice pick to a brick wall um to break through to the other side so anyway so like and it's just like a 30 minute discussion you know of going through all the standard questions each week and and there's also coaches i know like that'll do specifically like resume stuff with you like they'll go through your resume and you know format it for whatever it is that you need to have done and you know we'll be much more drill sergeant-ish about it like okay you have your resume now how many jobs have you applied for this week and what does your cover letter look like? You know, there's much, there's coaches like that too.
0: So I think that it's, um, I, with the coaching, it's a bit, I also want to point out that it's a bit different than say, like going to a therapist. Yes,
1: absolutely. Cause yeah.
0: like when you go to a therapist, you talk a lot about um, your feelings, you talk a lot about coping mechanisms, things like that. And with a career coach, while they might help you develop some sort of coping mechanisms, it's a lot more about it empowering you to make decisions about your life so they may help you figure out say like if you're going to a career coach for figuring out what you want to do you know next with your life what you want to be when you grow up um they'll help you figure out what you want to take as your next steps right yeah but that also feeds a
2: little bit on on the therapy side because in order to know what you want to where you want to go and what you want to be it's a little bit of uh, you need to look to yourself and and ask yourself a lot of questions so I think that there is like a thin
0: line so there's kind of like a therapeutic ish sort of relationship but it's not the same as being in therapy like in therapy you talk (laughs) a lot more about feelings like You're, yeah so so the big difference for me is like therapy is feel you talk about feelings and in career coaching or like life coaching you don't talk so much about feelings you talk about problems and solving right um, if that makes but sense so
1: literally the thing that's popping into my head right now about how to describe what coaching is is it's it's literally like the message of reading rainbow when you were a kid <laughs> right you know take a look it's in a book you'll figure out who you are you'll find ideas <laughs> you'll figure out <laughs> things about yourself go read you know butterfly in the sky i can fly twice as high like it's it, coaching is sort of like that to me like it's literally focused exploration right i'm just impressed that you
0: remember the theme song to reading rainbow i, I, I
1: know the whole thing i i can do the whole thing i i yeah take a look it's in a book reading rainbow rainbow yeah that's all <laughs> i remember anyway <laughs> sorry
2: no, as a foreigner here, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> this is so like. Please, send me, send
0: me the link because I want to read. It was Jordy from Star Trek. He was the person who is the host. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. LeVar Burton. Jordy LaForge, the guy in Star Trek Next Generation who is um, the engineer. Yeah, with the, the visor. Um, visor. Yes, yeah, his face. he was the host of Reading Rainbow.
2: Oh, yes. really, Jordy? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. Huh. I, I mean, Reading Rainbow was a great kids' show.
2: Oh, it was fantastic. I mean,
1: and, yeah, anyway, sorry.
2: <laughs> Coming back to our to our Right, coaching but it really is like team.
1: that, though. Like, it, I mean, honestly, it really... Like, I mean, I just hit up on that when Amanda was talking, and you were talking a minute ago, just like, you know, this is what it's making me think of, and it, it really is about sort of focused exploration, I think. And some of the coaches, like I said, like yes. I had one colleague who hired a coach who's like, yep, she drilled me on my resume every week, and, you know, we you know, like she was a drill sergeant and we hammered out all the jobs I was going to apply for. And like, you know, you know, she kicked my ass basically. And then, you know, like she, it was very it sounded very like she's like, and it was exactly what I needed. And It's like, OK, great. So like there's a diverse array of coaches out there to potentially hire. And you just need to find the one that fits you.
0: And one of the big advices that I'd give, especially if you're looking for a career coach in particular, is somebody who's used to working with PhDs
1: yes and
0: because i searched for career coaches and a lot of them were like yeah so you have a phd so why don't you go you know teach at the community college which is fine except that community colleges rarely or at least in um, my state rarely hire full-time professors or assistant professors they're mainly hiring adjuncts which is you know okay except for you know the lack of job security and money and all that good stuff right and benefits
1: right so uh, yeah especially if you're an academic yeah i would say that makes sense like because like there are a lot of them that specialize in academia
0: yeah i went to a Um, non-specialist first and that was not that did not work out for me
1: uh, yeah because I, i do think that academics may need some you know like people who are familiar with academia and how academics think. And like many of these coaches are former academics themselves and have ended up in like, I mean, essentially it's a consulting business. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. And have ended up in that Avenue and that's, you know, what they do. And so anyway, and mo- like I guess, most of them, like if you want to find out about a lot of them, like, I mean, they're on the web they're you know, they're on Twitter, like, you know, Jen Polk from PhD to life is one. That you know, I think we all know. Yes. Um and, um yeah and and there's a bunch more like I mean I don't know if we want to like I'm not gonna make a list I'm not gonna list them all here but maybe in the show notes we could like yeah we'll put some in the show notes I know that like
0: Marin Wood does um some coaching and she's got a very different style I think than Jen not that it's bad just
1: different right it's just different and there's also um uh what's her name last name's qualls on twitter and i don't remember. oh um dr
0: qualls yes i know who you're talking about yeah
1: um she's a career coach also and yeah there's a bunch uh, there are a lot out there yes um
2: yeah i guess that i i understand a little bit better uh of what it is and now looking in retrospective i kind of understand why I never really look into it, and I didn't go for that because uh I think that for me the the biggest struggle when I was um transitioning was uh feeling wise uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that was my thing mm-hmm. like I didn't know what to do uh but um. <sighs> It's tough to put into words, but not maybe not into like a sense of uh, the pathway that I should go, but more in the, who I am and and yes, like I need to find myself mm-hmm. and 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 that's I think that this is like a step prior of the coaching. You you have to already be in that process of you know that you want to go out so i didn't yes, really know I so. if i wanted to go out or not and if i wanted to go out which direction i was going to go yes. and the other thing is um i don't know i'm i'm not american i'm latin i am super social i'm mm-hmm. super extroverted and i don't know if you noticed know but i talk a lot <laughs> <laughs> so um I I guess that um I understand when Ian says that he doesn't want to take time from his friends he's like a little skeptical about that but um I I don't know I, I think that I do that for my friends if mm-hmm. if my friends need me uh I will be mm-hmm. there for them and and I, I have many friends that, uh, okay, I need to talk. So then we go out and we talk. Yeah. And for me, it's uh, this um, thing, feeling-wise, mm-hmm. almost therapeutic.
0: Yes. It was more important, I don't know. So for me, um, so I hired... Uh- Like Ian, which I didn't know until now, but I hired Jen when I was trying to make my decision as to whether or not to stay in academia or leave. For me, it wasn't so much that I didn't have people to talk to, um, or not saying that Ian doesn't have people to talk to. It wasn't, I was not afraid to tell people this because I think I talked all of my (laughs) friends ears off, but I needed somebody who didn't have any skin in the game. Mm, Like, okay like i needed somebody yeah, who that, could yep. i could tell these like i could talk to you about it and then i could lay the facts out and they could say okay well you don't sound very excited about this but you are really excited about this and here let me ask you questions that'll help you think through your transition path whereas my friends would do the same thing but you know they some of they've seen me for the past you know 15 years and like this was my singular goal and for me to change paths that was a they were just kind of they were supportive but it was more of a like are you sure this is what you want to do sort of thing like they were second guessing me they wanted to make sure like this was something that I really wanted whereas my career coach came in and looked and said okay well you sound completely unexcited about doing this but you sound really excited about going into business for yourself Mm -hmm. and doing more editing. And this is what you like to do and so on and so forth. Like if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's another huge upside of actually hiring a coach too, is that they are the outside third party that doesn't, um, like isn't biased about you and, you know, they, they won't necessarily. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. Amanda. Like that's a neutral third party to talk to. And um yeah and like i said i mean a lot of it really is like i mean if you're going to go like i said you're going to go that route like it is finding the right coach and like i I know a way a lot of them work is you can set up an initial consultation call for free and you talk for whatever the 30 minutes that they give you for that and you see what you need and you talk about you know they they you sort of like do a cross evaluation of whether you're right to work with each other right and if yes then you know you can hire the coach and go on your merry way and do your coaching thing.
2: So it's a little bit like uh, a mom
1: yeah. that
2: will make sure that you're going to, you're doing your homework and you are on the right path.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. A little bit like that as kind of mixed with like an acquaintance of yours that you kind of knew, like a peer of yours that you knew in like, say, grad school. Right. And
1: I also think of it too as, I mean, it's for me, like something I still struggle with is like, you know, getting drawn out of myself to, you know, go interact with the world more. Um, you know, like I still, I, I still harbor the fantasy that I can, you know, be a noble gas and exist in the world, not interact very much. Um, but so anyway, so like, I think part of it for me too, is like, it helps me, to actually have like a standing conversation each week with someone who, you know, like I can literally, I, it helps me practice like, you know, speaking basically um, and thinking through some things that are difficult to, you know, think about. And then I can, once I have thought about them, then I can go talk about them and take action on them later. Um, I, and whether that's having a discussion with other people or, you know, like it, it makes, it seems to make me that much faster at doing things than I normally am. And I think mm-hmm. that that is a good aspect like a good benefit that i've gotten from it too um again again like i have friends i can talk to and like you know i have increasingly i have like a whole network of people who are willing to support me and help me look at things and you know just like hey would you look at this and like yep sure and okay you know it's no problem um which is good so you know so like part of this is like you know it's a networking exercise for me too um it's helping me with that
2: yeah, I'm glad that you been open enough to ask for help. Yeah. And and the the if you have this positive feedback probably will make you feel more comfortable and ask others.
1: Yeah. I mean again, like I still am sensitive about like crossing a line of asking for too much or whatever. Like, you know, even from somebody who like I've essentially hired to help me. <laughs> like it's like, Oh, I don't want to ask too much, so like I'll I'll be an easy client for you to work with like you know like i'm trying not to be like yeah yeah you know, yeah super demanding i guess um but yeah so anyway it's so like i guess we should could we, maybe we should talk a little bit about like help beyond just the coaching industry which you know is you know like i do think they actually help people a lot of people like i, I mean you know I mean i hope that they're not just posting you know the positive testimonials like you know if like they'll be honest about things where like oh yeah like that i had clients where it didn't work out and you know but um you know like a lot of people who like end up you know successfully transitioning out of academia like they'll say like yeah like the career coach really helped me a lot so
0: well i think somebody who kind of um like, for me, because I was trying to decide, you know, whether or not I should stay, like, whether I should stay and kind of take a different path in academia or if I should leave and start my own business. And I had a lot of uncertainty about that. Like, yeah, she was able to kind of ask questions to help me ask pointed questions that perhaps somebody who was my friend would have put a little bit, um, like, wouldn't have asked or might have been a bit more... Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to say subtle because that's the word i'm going for but like less blunt like like, less blunt but she like it's not wasn't rude it was just more of okay well like you're you're worried that you're gonna go and you're going to work and then you're not going to make any money what are you gonna do if that happens right like and that's something that you know my friends probably would have been a little bit more you know delicate about but what i needed was somebody to be like yeah so if you don't make any money what are you gonna do and then help me kind of think through those right. options
1: uh, right yeah that, exactly so maybe we should extend to talking about broader things of asking for help and like using networks of people like when you're transitioning out of academia because like i mean i think networking is something we've probably touched on already once at least if not many times but like i, I mean because like, network like asking your network to help you i think is a big part of the transition process and like nobody well, like, probably very few make the transition by themselves or on their own, right? You have to have other people out there to ask and talk to, and um, you know, maybe we should talk about about like one, like how we have gone about doing that, and maybe how you organize that if you did. Which I'm, I'm trying to keep organized about all the people I've been networking with, and it's a huge mess. Um. So. Yeah.
2: So, uh, for me, I. I For me, Twitter was the biggest place, and well, it still is. Uh, I think that I went, the Twitter for, is the perfect place to uh, vent, to gather news, to network, and that's why I use it so often, and uh, I guess that following people and uh, seeing all different uh, profiles that there are out there, uh, you tend to be more close to some people than the others. And then you start getting into like a Twitter relationship, let's put it like that, that you get really, you end up Having really good friends there, and I started being very open on Twitter. Especially after I, uh, moved from my in real life account to a pseudo account, I was more comfortable about okay, and now I don't have to worry about uh getting hired or all those things. So I I was really open about all. Mm-hmm the things that i was going to tweet and particularly on um career wise that's where i started doing questioning myself and asking for help and listening to what others have to say um the other thing that i did use a lot is uh, my personal blog post my Mm -hmm. personal blog Mm um i did I was actually looking at the archives and I don't post very often. Mm -hmm. And usually my posts are like whenever I was struggling and I didn't really know what to do. And for me, putting writing, it was good because I had to organize my thoughts into a text that was legible and understandable for others so that will already make me feel better after i was like i wrote the post and i published i was already like i had a better view of how the situation was and sharing on twitter i had a lot of feedback as well so uh i think that the for me twitter is was the number one
0: way to yeah. to cope with that
1: yeah it has been for me too yeah um
0: yeah, I got a lot of help on Twitter because I would post, um, there was a couple of times where I was either applying for jobs or thinking about it, mm-hmm. where I would ask for people who were in industry or in a particular niche to see if they would be willing to critique my resume. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I d- and
1: yeah, that's smart. I
0: did it because I think, Clady, maybe you were like, hey, you should do that. Or I saw somebody else do it. But I'm pretty sure you were the one who was like, hey, you should do that and see if other people will help you. Most people are really happy to do that. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I had a lot of people who were willing to help. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, sometimes I would just, uh, instead of asking particular people, I would just write uh, on Twitter, hey, I am applying for this job, uh, so-and-so. And and will someone be willing to take a look at my resume or, or my cover letter and then people were like oh yeah sure send it over so it was more like uh, throwing out in the open so whoever wanted it's not like because sometimes you maybe feel like oh if i ask someone then that person will say no or will just say yes because yes it's uh it doesn't want to say no to me so you avoid all of this if you just throw this out in the open
0: mm-hmm. yeah like it avoided that whole that whole worry of mine that I'm taking up somebody else's time for Mm -hmm. free and I'm an imposition upon them because I did like what you did where I was just like hey I'm applying for this or I need to get my resume in shape for this type of position anybody can anybody help me and I would get you know three or four people who'd be like sure send it my way yeah but since it wasn't a specific ask I figured anybody who was volunteering really you know wanted to volunteer
1: Right. No, I think that's a huge virtue of the internet. And yeah, I've built up a number of people over the last few years who are willing to do that on Twitter. And like, you know, I I now have their email addresses. And um, yeah, like, you know, I've, you know, just now, just like today, like, I mean, turns out probably not perfect. But, you know, I had had help formatting a resume for a job. And, you know, there's more I probably could have added and that would have made it better. But I sent it in and The
0: perfect is the enemy of the good. There can always be better. Yeah,
1: we'll see what happens. Um, This is like such a messy process that Mm -hmm. I just, um, you know, we'll see how it goes.
2: And about organizing the networking, Mm -hmm. that's that's a a little bit trickier because sometimes people have like pseudo on the internet yes. and then you don't remember their the names in real yes. life so that I have whenever a hard you time email them right. uh yeah i have some of them like okay this person is this one or that I one i had
0: somebody friend me on facebook and i'm like i know i know you and they were like you know in the little thing they were like i know you on twitter like and i was like right i have no idea where your suit is right <laughs> i felt so bad
1: i mean well, what I've been thinking about with this is, like, I I mean, I've literally made connections of connections of connections mm-hmm. um, in the last couple months. And, like, I barely remember who any of them are. And, like, you know, it's – so what I was thinking about with organizing was, like, I honestly need to just create a spreadsheet of these people. Mm-hmm. Like, I really do. And just having, like, here's who connected me to this person who led me to this person who led me to that person. And, like, with their, you know, contact info and stuff. Like, I haven't done this yet, but – I it's think... like
2: a hundred years of solitude. <laughs> 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 oh my god! You know the book.
1: <laughs> I I mean I know the book, but I haven't read it.
2: Okay, because uh, the book is about uh, several generations yes. in the same family, oh, and they same. all okay. have the same name. Oh. So it, I, re- it, it's almost impossible to keep track of everybody. And I read the book, in the uh, it was my mom's book in spanish from like 1960s it's so it was so nice and because it was an old one i did the genealogical tree i i mm-hmm. did a drawing myself and and then later i was asking people here in the u.s and they say that the newer versions this tree already comes together yes, with it does. books
1: yeah
0: i read it in high school <laughs> i was like oh. going back to that like i had a post note on that page because i was like I have no idea. Why are these people all named the same? Wow. I
2: know. Right. And, and then, so that's, that's kind of like the same principle. You need something to like the spreadsheet. You need like a family tree. A hundred years of solitude. Right. Spreadsheet. No, I
1: really do. I think I do. I, I mean, again, like, uh, um, uh, yeah, sort of theme in my life. Like I need things to be more organized, but, um, I think that's one thing I've been thinking about and we've been surprising literary this episode, like second time books have come up. Um, anyway yeah so i just i just think it's also valuable like if you're going to ask people for things like keep track of who you're asking and if if they connect you to somebody else that you talk to try to keep track of that too because like you may need that information later on to like figure out like you know for whatever reason just to remember who's related to who
0: and it's always nice to be able to go back to the person who connected you to be able to say yeah thank you for doing this this really paid off
1: right so yeah it's not so much that because like i mean or at least like hey thank you for
0: like at least a thank you for doing it of course
1: right right no i'm not saying that it's like i send the thank yous i do all that and then i put it down for a while yeah and just i forget Forget. like i forget even sometimes the initial person sometimes like oh it's in my inbox somewhere (laughs) you know it's so it's that problem my inbox is like Like, a black hole Right, exactly. Mine too. Um, so.
2: Yeah, I guess that this thing of like uh, doing things, uh, remembering doing things in the in the future. Uh, with my new job now, I have to contact people, and sometimes, a lot of times, I do contact them today, and then I I want to contact them every four months mm-hmm. or so. That's kind of my goal. So. I I got this um web based um, application that is called Workflowy. Okay. And it's basically like bullet points. Is it that free or It's free. It's free. Okay. Um so then you you just it's basically bullet points. So you create a bullet point and you can create sub po- bullet points inside of that one and and just uh it's basically list a list a huge list but the cool thing about that is that you can do like hashtag Mm -hmm. so if you put i do that so i have like hashtag if i talk to a professor today let's say there is december and then i want to talk to him again in on april i put hashtag april so when April comes, I search for everything that is hashtag April and it's going to show up. Mm-hmm. So then I have a list of things that I want to do. And I have others that is like call, uh, follow up right. or whatever, you know, and you can use that. Um, that's kind of like the way that it worked for me to uh, remember. <laughs> Let's put it like that. <laughs> Not really remember, uh, but remind Remembering
1: okay yeah no that's a good so i think I, i think maybe the thing we should end on um is like yeah no i think organizing your network but i think it's also like a key like i think is like asking anyway like even if you're just putting out there on twitter or if you have something specific to ask like i would encourage people to just to ask but anyway and like if you don't get a response then take that as like okay they said no um and then another thing is, like, who to network with. Like, I mean, one, like, people who you're in a field you're interested in. But I think another tip that I've always heard is find people who are, like, a year or two ahead of you, basically. Don't go for, like, I mean, you. I guess you can try, but, like, you may not hear from them. Because, like, going for, like, the senior people in your industry or, like, the celebrities of the industry that you're targeting. Like, you may not hear from them and, like, they may not be able to really connect you very well because they're so far beyond where you are right now but like finding people who are like former PhDs who are now working in that new field XYZ are great people to try to find, to network with and see what their path was and do an information interview. Um, Yeah. So anyway, that's, I just want to end on that networking tip because I think that's really important to say. And yeah, that's a that good, tip. A really good yeah. tip. Yeah. Do we, do we have anything else to say about this? Um, coaching and asking for help and this topic of, Seeking other people to help you, you know, make it across the Berlin Wall, as I said last time.
2: I just wanted to say that uh, one of the things, and I think that I said it before, um, don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Because one, uh, you will be surprised of how people are willing to help you. And two, the the worst that can happen is they can say no, and that's not the end of the word.
0: And that's not a reflection upon you if they do say no or they can't, because generally people, um, if they say no, it's because they just, they can't do a good enough job to help you. So that would be yes, why they say exactly. no. Like Right. I have overwhelmingly found that my friends or even acquaintances that I've met on Twitter or Facebook or otherwise have been overwhelmingly helpful. They've all wanted to help in one way, shape, or form.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, yes. it can be a challenge for me, like, knowing what to ask exactly. But, like, sometimes like, it's obvious. And the But, yeah. No, exactly. I think that's exactly right. Because, like, I've been shocked at how much people want to help, too. And, like, of course, like, I'm always willing to help people as much as I can. Right. Yeah, that's why we're all here doing this, right? In part, at least. Yes. Um, so. All right. I hope that we're helping as well. Yeah, yeah I, I we do, too. you all. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope, yeah, I hope I help me, too. Um, <laughs> I mean, you guys have helped me already. So, um, with that, uh, we'll sign off on this episode of Recovering Academic, and we'll see you um, next time. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Academic podcast. Our music is from bensound.com under a Creative Commons license. You can find us on the web at recoveringacademic.net, where you can contact us and subscribe to our newsletter. You can find all of us on Twitter. I'm at Lady Scientist. I'm at... Doctor underscore PMS.
1: And I'm at IH Street.
0: And don't forget, there is sunshine outside the ivory tower.